Hello and welcome to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at Nomcast Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow me at Jokes on Drew. Okay, everyone, bow your heads. For today, we will be discussing a film that has been talked about for months following its performance at several notable film festivals, a film that has been touted for its humor of all things and its portrayals of two high-profile religious figures. I speak, of course, about The Two Popes, a film directed by Fernando Morales, who previously directed City of God and Constant Gardner, and written by Anthony McCartan, who wrote the screenplay for such Oscar-nominated films as The Theory of Everything, The Darkest Hour, and Bohemian Rhapsody. The film stars Anthony Hopkins as Pope Benedict, a.k.a. Cardinal Ratzinger, and Jonathan Price as Pope Francis, a.k.a. Cardinal Bergoglio. That's right. The movie has already been nominated for several awards, and today, of course, is the day that the Oscar nominations come out, so we released this ahead of that. So play along as we discuss its chances and what may be deserved for the film. Joining me to talk about The Two Popes is writer, director, and past guest Michael Field. You can check out his past and present work on his website, michaeldfield.com, or check out his terrific movie podcast, Forgotten Cinema, which drops new episodes every Wednesday. So listen and subscribe today. And as always, if you don't already, please rate and subscribe to the Nomcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, check out this great conversation right now. Give a listen. You like a lavaza? You like a lavaza. In nome Patre, de Hijo, Spiritu Santo, Amen. I enjoy the to hear your confession. So now the again. podcast started. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we should be having pizza and stuff here. We should That's have like, true. some old style Italian pizza. You yeah. fucked up. I know. Well, I'm on keto. Should, I don't want to swear. It'd have to be swear. cauliflower pizza. Is that okay? That's fine. Yeah. I was trying not to swear because we were doing, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, because this is going yeah. out to the Vatican. They might listen, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I have a big uh, Argentinian contingency that's... Uh, maybe maybe Pope Francis is a big fan. That's I true. Yeah. I, like, I, I kind of like Pope Francis. I like how uh, when I first... When when the movie first came out and it's all and in festivals and everybody's saying how funny it is and cool and all this other stuff, then right as it was coming out or maybe right after, did you see Swipegate? No, what's where that? like he was in like a greeting line in the oh, uh, she and, grabbed her hand and, and he grabbed his hand. hand and he slapped her not, on not, the uh, not not for nothing. Uh, oh yeah, I would slap her too. Oh yeah, no, I'm Get on your his hands side. Off him. But I was just like, it paints him. This movie paints him in such an adorable light. Yeah, and then it's like, hey, here's this story that comes out where he's whacking at a woman for grabbing him. Well, he they, he says in the uh, movie that he's got a temper, right? Doesn't he mention that he's got a temper in the movie? Yeah, though yeah. they don't show Screw it that. ever. So no, listen, yeah. I'm sorry, but you don't you don't grab the whole father like that okay you watch yourself and he should have slapped you give her a little slap on the wrist she holy mother that. it's the holy father. she deserved that yeah. no way no no god yeah. bless you no yeah i'm gonna do the cross <laughs> and then tango out i'm all about tango out that <laughs> it sounds like i'm making some like tango foxtrot thing but it's like no no, no. nice yeah nice yeah Ah, so this movie, man. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, I know. This is about aliens, right? Because that's what you uh, watched uh, instead of this. Oh no! Well, I did watch the two posts. I, yeah, did, I was going to, but I was. It was like they were just they were just landing. This is yeah. about aliens. They were just landing and going out. And I'm like, oh right. man, here we go. I'm yeah, like, ah, ah, fine. Watch this movie. Duty calls. <laughs> I gotta watch these two old guys. Especially you're the kind of guy, you were. Uh, you did the uh, Catholic school thing for uh, a while there yes. too. And well, I went to prep school. I went to all boys school, all Catholic right. boys school uh, for high school right so yeah so i did that yeah D i didn't ask you like on purpose with that no. in mind it was no, no, kind of no. like i'm not ashamed yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it was kind of just like do you have a relationship with the po like are you still with god like uh, are you still yeah sure are uh, you are you religious at all still or um, were you ever and just kind of are you a uh what is it uh 
what's the process when you're thir- 13 or like whatever oh, well, you got communion go, not you do, whatever you, it's you, a, you when you get the sacraments uh you, yeah, you, well, you communion then you do con- uh, confirmation confirmation yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the word I'm i was confirmed. looking for I'm yeah confirmed. okay yeah, yeah. I've, I'm, I've, basically yeah confirmation is you're saying you confirming the vows that or the vows or the yeah i guess the vows that were done for you when you were baptized right so yeah so yes no i did that yeah yeah no uh, i i'm not I always think of the line in Reality Bites when he says, you know, I'm a non-practicing, like, I'm a non-practicing virgin. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I, I I wouldn't say I'm I'm faith. Like, I don't have a, you know, I'm a big faith guy. Right. I think there there has been some kind of like, you know, I'm always like, I want to see it. Right. I mean, whether it's something, I don't know. I mean, right. I, my problem has always been with the church is not the belief in God and not God or Jesus Christ or anything like that. Right. It's always been it's the organized. People. It's the people. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, I've been at church where everyone's clicky and you gotta, and it, listen, I yeah. have no time for that. Yeah. But my kids go to, they do CCD, they do all that. Right. And they're, getting, they're getting that partly for the grandparents. Sure. And um, I've always joked that we should go back at least just go to church, just go to church. I don't want to check in, right. see how God's doing. Yeah. I don't like, yeah. I've never liked the second envelope. I've never liked the second right. collection. Yeah. You know, we got in, we need to fix our roof. F you, man. Yeah. Hey, come on. <laughs> right. Yeah, fix my roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, stuff yeah. like that, that, that stuff bugs me. And even in this movie, when yeah. they're talking about uh, the opulence of the office, when yeah. he takes over, when Francis is, when Pope Francis, when he becomes Pope Francis. And yeah. we mentioned it, they give him the red shoes and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 that's over. Like that opulence. And even is before enough. that, where uh, they have that conversation where, you know, it's kind of like he's an affront to Benedict because he refused to live in the cardinal home that they provide right, for it him. Right, was too much and, for him. Yeah, so he's like, oh, my lifestyle is an affront to you. And like, yeah. you know, like it's, and he's, uh, he's always been more reserved. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like that's, not that I, I don't want holy men to live in destitute and stuff like no. that but but that's that's what you're you have given yourself to people and yeah. that's what you you should be honest and genuine and right. and if people want to you know give you things and and you know take care of you and right. you, know, you, you i mean it i can understand how some priests kind of take advantage of that right. I, i'm not talking about sexual predators i'm sure, talking yeah. about right. just, you know the the riches and stuff like yeah. that yeah like you know but i'm, I'm sorry but no. <laughs> I, and of course you brought up uh, a movie to reference your thing i always think of uh the movie don't be a menace uh when they had <laughs> interesting the, yeah <laughs> well when they have the reverend who's like passing it around <laughs> and he's, he bought like a brand new car and he's like don't ask no questions <laughs> just pass that plate pass that plate yeah, yeah. so that's how I always like organized religion too. Uh, a little bit uh, on the skew. Uh, you sure. know, I, I vacillate in terms of uh, faith myself. Uh, organized religion has always been a issue for me. I stopped going to church probably when I was in my teen, like yeah. early teens, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never was confirmed. Uh, I started taking the classes and bounced. Oh, um, you're yeah. living in sin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> my God is Netflix. Now. <laughs> Sell out quick. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pray for you. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's carrying a rosary right now as we're well, doing I'm this. I'm just yeah. saying the I'm just saying the Hail Mary constantly. So if, <laughs> right. you see, if you hear me mumbling while you're just talking, that's what's happening. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother would be proud. Rest in peace. <laughs> and if you hear anything, it's the devil coming out of me, like the exorcism. <laughs> Mike's throwing holy water. It yeah. says Fiji, but I think it's suspicious. Uh, I only drink the I only drink natural artisan water. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. We should probably talk about the movie. Yeah, I was about to say, we wasted enough time. So, a couple of things right up front. Uh, this movie, like I said before, got like really strong buzz right out of Telluride. Like, people were really into it. Went to Toronto, got a very similar buzz. And now that the movie's been out, you're starting to see some of the major awards come through. They just got four uh, Golden Globe nominations. Obviously, they struck out. They don't count. Golden Globes are crazy. I know. Yeah. Count. It's something to say, but it's really, it's like if you cares. watch them, no, yeah. they mean nothing. Or at least hopefully they mean nothing. <laughs> because some of the winners, I was like, mm, I hope that's not predicting no. anything. No. So, yeah, it never is. But something that is more of a predictor, uh, the five BAFTA nominations that they got and the two Critics' Choice Award nominations that they got point to that this is at least on some level, a largely successful movie for Netflix. and The Guild you know, nominations are a good indicator as well. Because, of course, Because yeah. all those main categories... Well, the main categories are nominated by the general body, I believe, right? Yeah, like, I didn't think this was going to probably do well with SAG, only because, like, the, the larger body sure. or the ensemble pieces usually get more of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it, you know, if it did, obviously, that's good. But I think uh, this movie overall has been mostly been noted for... Two main things. 
usually the screenplay mm-hmm. and the the two performances because this is obviously a, a strong two hander. I mean, there's scenes with other people, but there's not a it's whole lot them. going on. Yeah, yeah. And I, if anybody, I put as a third person here is the young version yes. of Pope Francis, where he gets a decent amount of screen time. Yes. But they go through a long flashback period mm-hmm. uh, in two of the different uh, stages of his life. So. He gets a decent amount of screen time, and I think does a good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, largely overlooked because, of course, because of these two heavy hitters, which everybody keeps mentioning. This movie uh, probably doesn't. I, I would assume that most people are not going to gravitate towards this movie because it's largely uh, subtitled. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, you have, you know, <laughs> they make mention, of course, that it's nice if everybody still spoke Latin, like that yeah. whole thing. It it was very much kind of like a like a bitter uncle. Uh, phase, like Benedict yeah. that was going around like that like people always speaking in English now like you well, know he like, makes a good point though trash. he yeah. says like English yeah. got too many um, exceptions oh He's yeah right. no, it, it does I totally agree yeah <laughs> yeah I mean if we weren't raised in it it's a there's nothing romantic about the English language no, absolutely God, no. not no um, so obviously this movie came in with a lot of heat before it even was released on Netflix it came out, has all these nominations. The interesting, I think, uh, especially with you being here, because uh, the last time you were here uh, was The Irishman. Am I a five-timer now? Uh, is that true? I think that might be Buster true. Buster Scruggs, Triple R- Frontier. Yeah. The Rim of the really World. Really bad Rim of the World. Uh, yeah, yeah five-time club. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's got the thumb. <laughs> Where's, uh, as I've known from SNL, there should be a special room for me or something, yes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and a banner and everything else. I got everything for you. The whole balloon. Just go in that door. It's not Heck locked yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so, But this follows a trend from something that we brought up on The Irishman, because this movie is based on a play, but even the play is based on the, the, the truth of the film, because they say that this is based on actual events Mm -hmm. however a lot of the conversations are taken from texts not in conversation it's not like recorded conversations between these two men it's basically things that they've stated in books of theirs or other forms and then taken and made those conversational kind of like taking literally a leap of faith pardon the pun uh to say like that this is how it would have went down if this were to occur right right so it's it's playing again if if people are watching this movie unless they're doing the research that we do right they're going into this and literally thinking of it as gospel i swear that's the last religious reference i'm probably going to do so <laughs> no that will not be yeah. the last one I do. <laughs> amen so the uh so but going into it it's like okay if people are watching this they think this is how benedict is this is how francis is this is, especially when they're going in flashback, you think, this has absolutely got to be his origin story. Why would they put this in otherwise? Spoiler alert, not so much. <laughs> um, and, and certain facts that are, I think, critical to the drama of the movie are also kind of inaccurate. Okay. So what I would say is that uh, watch the movie first, <laughs> enjoy it, and then ruin it for yourself in post. And because this movie, I will say, just I, I read a Vanity Fair article uh, by John Corwell called The Two Popes, what actually happened when Francis met Benedict. And certain things like Benedict doesn't eat alone. He eats with his oh, secretaries. Right. Okay. He's actually a nicer guy that way. But, uh, but the one that really struck me is when they go back in time and they see him as a young man, his origin story with that woman is nothing like that the woman he didn't almost get married like he didn't get anything that far especially he wasn't that old when it happened the last person he did was like when i think they said he was 12 or 13 yeah 12 he declared to some uh woman he knew in his childhood like a childhood sweetheart like if i don't marry you i'm going to become a priest and then it dissolves because his parents were like that's crazy and he became a priest instead so well who wrote the article uh, Vanity Fair. Okay. Uh, so this guy, I mentioned it, uh, John Cornwell. Okay. So what is what is he like? What is his relationship to Pope Benedict? Oh, I know, he, right? He's yeah, just I mean, trash he, and everything. He, I, get, I I know he uh, cited some things in here. Obviously, that it was mentioned in like love letters that were published or something or based on those things so it's out there uh and and some of the the, one of the other big things in here is that benedict it was under john paul the second uh the previous pope to benedict that really was the scandal 
and it really Benedict actually was the first one to move forward with the case. You're, you're talking uh, about the guy that was under his parish, under his uh, right. So the, yeah. uh, it's Marcel. Mar- Mar- I'm going to butcher that. Nice. Uh, Marcel. Marcel. It almost looks like the exact same word. Uh, basically, he's uh, a fo- the founder of the order of priests known as the Legionnaires of Christ. Was a serial pedophile favored by John, uh, Pope John Paul II when Benedict, as Cardinal Ratzinger, was head of the theological orthodoxy department in the Vatican. So he was like in the department but he wasn't the pope right and so when this was all going on and you're then, saying he didn't know so when he became pope benedict right. he actually started the proceedings to out this guy and like get right and take actual action against him instead of just kind of like absolving and moving him but didn't pope francis just uh say didn't he just make it okay to prosecute that they weren't going to protect them anymore right yeah. so uh, but i guess even like the things that benedict feel like all the news stories in the movie and everything sure. else where it's like this is benedict's fall right well that's it not- isn't full it isn't really but in the movie in the in the movie, it's his right hand man that's arrested yes. for fraud or something like that. Or right, for, which yeah, they didn't mention in here whether that is a well, I'm yeah, well, that true was, or yeah, false, but, but he and I would think that when he does his confession, when Francis hears his confession and they mute it out, I think you're supposed to, which I liked because you can hear the name that I tried and butchered. Okay, uh, that I that, guess is part of the yeah, garbled well, but, speech. But but like I think the the assumption is that he's basically confessing for. You know, whatever you think it may be. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think they purposely leave it obscure. Right. Uh, which, for a good reason. Right. And, and to be honest, going back through it, kind of what I was saying, where there's there's two versions of this movie where it's, okay, you take this movie at its face. You take it for because Because the best thing about this movie, to me, is the conversations in which you're literally just having open debates on... How organized uh, religion, specifically maybe Catholicism, uh, and their leaders should act and instruct or or forgive and how? There's a litany of things. It's Mm -hmm. a philosophical text, essentially, like for half the movie. When I think they're having those debates and those conversations, trying to see the old guard versus where Pope Francis wanted to take it. I think that's when the movie shines. Mm-hmm. I think that's some of the better stuff. And obviously there's the more dramatized versions of, you know, like when they're talking about absolution for like uh, pedophiles or mm-hmm. how they handle those type of situations or, you know, forgiveness for even themselves, that they're not gods, that right, they are sin, people. Men. And, yeah, right. They're so men. They I think those sins. conversations yeah. are important as well. So I think that's. Truly, what when I truly love the movie, mm-hmm. I think those conversations were right. When I think of this movie, that's what I think of. Well, it humanizes them, which you never really think right. about that. You know, so that's why when I'm looking at some of the research and I'm like, so this is false, this is false, this is right. false. I'm like, okay, so if some of those things are what brought yeah. the emotion to the table, right? Then. You know, that's how, dramatic uh, how much is I know you have to. I mean, go. You could do a JFK. I love JFK. Right. And you could tell me to on blue in the face. Oh, this isn't true. This is true. Yeah. But right. I still love JFK. Right. I mean, that's that's great if it's not true. And, and well, and this is you know why what I was mean? saying yeah. that uh, we had this conversation during yeah. the Irishman. JFK was the first thing he brought up as well. So nice. it's kind of I'm a repeat offender. How much <laughs> how much can they how much leeway can they have to where, you know, it kind of doesn't ring true because I, I basically if i these are people you know obviously i think benedict just passed away last year or two years ago something i thought he passed away recently i don't no? think he did no i looked it up he's the, didn't Is give he a, still alive i think he's 94 oh jeez. yeah i because I, I looked up oh that was the other thing too apparently he's still he's still the pope well that's I mean, the thing that's why it's yeah. called the two popes he's still technically the pontiff well and in the movie, it kind of makes it seem like he's going to just get in his helicopter and fly the coop right. and not come back because he doesn't deserve it. And obviously, for all the reasons that he lays out, but in reality, he's there a lot. And yeah. I guess he's kind of like the shadow, and they still kind of have. I think Francis. They don't have a buddy yeah. relationship like it seems here, where it's like. Right. Uh, especially because I guess their uh, Benedict came out with like this, some kind of, I don't know. Whether it was an article or some I saw uh, book too. or something yeah. that like he truly kind of goes after some of the progressive principles that they kind of come to an agree not an agreement but at least like 
I see where this is going, and I like kind of okay with moving on. Well, in the story, in the movie, uh, he tells him that you know he try to, tries to ignore his plea to quit. Uh, I'm talking about Benedict doesn't want to hear. Uh, Oh, his name is not. He's not. He's not. The, he's not Pope Francis at the yeah, time. He's, he's uh, Jorge Bergoglio. Bergoglio. He doesn't want to hear yeah. it. He keeps putting him off, putting him off, putting him off. And yeah. and he says like, I know we don't agree, but like, can't we just sit for the night? Like stuff right, like that. Yeah. And I think they kind of give you the idea that he's not. He doesn't have any friends. He's lonely. Yeah. You know, which I can understand when you're in a position of power like that. No, everything is very plausible. Right. And like I said, I only did all this research after watching it. I think uh, twice before I got there, mm-hmm. and. The movie is still really good. It mm-hmm. still holds up, and, and like I said, a lot of it, whether whether how they got together, how these conversations came together, or if they even existed at all, whether this is complete license, you know, which it kind of seems like it is. It's kind of just like not a copy and paste job, right, but like right. kind of like this is the essence of what he would say in this situation. This is the essence, of, and kind of smash them into like put them in a room and see how this would shake out with that kind of poetic license. So it's a little different than what we were talking about with the Irishman where it's like, okay, this might be faulty mm-hmm. or, or uh, a compromised narrator uh, in the sense sure. of like that you're only seeing it from one man who it's based you know, on is, that book. right. So you're literally just going off one person's account. Uh, a lot of people have tried or did refute things from the Irishman. So it's debatable again if those accounts are true. He killed Alpha. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people will think that, yeah, yeah. and nobody's again nobody's doing the research after the fact. They're going to take that as yeah. probably more of what happened because you're you're taking real care real people, yeah. and making them into caricatures yeah. almost. So it's it's a very different thing to where some people can take the nuance or take it for what it is, and some people can be upset because. They know that person a little better than maybe most people do. Sure. Listen, the, the real life's not interesting. There's moments <laughs> in real life that, yes, oh, that's like a movie moment. But like, right. And for the simple fact that they write reality TV, they don't, what do you see on reality TV oh, is yeah. not off the cuff. That Absolutely. is that is written. So, because real life's not interesting. So, no. yeah. So, I don't want to see what real life two popes hanging out is. But I mean, we're right. not talking about nothing happening. Right. There. Yeah. So no, I, the dramatic license. I don't. I don't have a, a problem with it. And in terms of making me feel during the movie, like what I like emotion wise and stuff like that. Right. I don't feel cheated. I don't think that that's you know, if it's different, it's different. That's fine. But you know, it. it I enjoyed. I actually enjoy the conversations and the fact that you talk about it's based on a play. I think that makes perfect sense because it's just basically almost like conversations. It's, that's yeah. all it is, and that's it, great. It feels like a stage play. It does Absolutely. kind of feel like uh, a lot of people were thinking going in that. Especially based on the trailer, though, it was going to be. They definitely flushed this out more than what. Like, it almost seemed like it was going to be like a one act play. Like, mm-hmm. these two guys in a room. They kept passionate. Having this, yeah, out. they're having like the same convers- the con- same continuous conversation. Right. In different spots. Right. Yeah. yeah just uh, different. Yeah. Different places, different uh, thoughts, because maybe something will come out, something will be witnessed, and then it kind of reinvigorates the conversation with obviously, you know, having the, the retirement papers as this consistent mm-hmm. through line. Uh, until it doesn't matter anymore but you know the but they also do a lot of the flashback stuff and and fleshing out the stories and getting some real depth to the characters which i also appreciate i think uh some people i've heard you know find them uh, not as useful the flashbacks the flashbacks okay. and and don't and find them almost boring and that the the juice is really in the conversations i actually thought especially the the pope uh pope francis flashbacks to when he's either the the calling of god like the the priest uh you know moment yeah yeah, where he goes into confession that moment is really well done and i think uh a lot of the stuff his true guilt with uh what he did to those the suspension that led to you know obviously them being uh, not under the the protection right. he of, was trying of the to church anymore. Yeah, right. And 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 seeing that guy again, I think, and him coming back and having that peaceful hug, yeah. whatever, uh, is probably one of the most dramatic moments in the whole movie. So I don't really buy that. How did you find the the flashback sequences and what it did for the movie? Uh, I I enjoyed them uh, in terms of what they were saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I enjoyed them shaping Bergoglio's character yeah and fit finding like because 
there was that little nugget like he's like you know why I can't be pope you know why and then they go to it so that was all interesting like oh man why can't he be pope like why what's the matter yeah um the I I almost I also liked it and uh for as a filmmaking uh a way just in terms of the flashback so when they first start flashing back it's boxed in yes it's black and white yeah it feels like a 40s movie and I'm like, yeah oh sweet awesome and then they stay with that and at one point when they break from the story and they go when he's telling the story they go back and then it's widescreen right and then they go back again and then it's in color which is fine but i but i liked when he becomes he goes to the seminary to be a priest yeah and then it, the screen starts widening out it the color comes back and yeah his friend i thought that was all great but they then, did that when he uh came into the sistine chapel too like okay, where yeah. he goes in darkness and then it kind of rises there's all the colors fil- it's yeah, kind of there's a lot of filmmaking mo- no- notes that i really like but yeah when they go back to like remembrance and like i said then it's black and white the black and white's widescreen i'm like why right. why is that like, yeah you know, I, that that kind of tossed me out a little bit i was just like eh, i mean i like what yeah. you were doing why'd you go back to that yeah and that's there's a but there's a bunch of different mishmash of techniques in the movie like when they're in the helicopter or when he's in the in the car going to the summer house the right. summer cottage it, like they're like a gopro or something like there's like yeah you know what i mean i was just like i like it but i don't know maybe i'm just kind of like i want the same thing yeah i it definitely seemed like a departure. Have, have, are you a fan of Fernando Miraus, uh, like who did City of God, Constant Gardener? I've seen I've seen those two. I never saw Blindness. I didn't either. No, um, I guess. I mean, I'm not really somebody who follows him. I know a lot much. of people who think City of, City of God. If you look it up on IMDb, is one of the highest rated movies they have on the platform. And I'm like, okay. Well, well everybody's why telling this one? Well, everybody's telling me that Adam Sandler's going to win the Oscar for Uncut Gems, and uh, no, he's not. I uh, know he's not. <laughs> um, but and that's not fine. to get too off track. No, that's uh, subjective. I love that's fine. Jack. I, I'm glad you do. So but I, uh, he's, he's annoying. <laughs> um, I, I pray for you. Yeah, and Kevin Garnett, keep him safe. KG. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I've seen his films. It seems like a departure, even though it's shot from the same cinematographer. Like I didn't find a strong correlation. They kind of made this very much something unto itself. Um, they do a lot. They do a lot yeah. of stuff um, behind the camera, which I appreciate. Yeah, I just don't understand some of the motivation because it doesn't all match up. Yeah, and especially when you go back to the flashbacks and you're not keeping the same box in black and white. Right? Why? I yeah. Mean, if there's a reason, okay, that's great. But yeah. to me, that that kind of turned me off a little bit. Yeah. And I think, uh, how did you feel? I know this is oh, very God. narrow scope, but uh, some of the lighting choices that I thought, because the movie's very bright for for especially, you know, I know obviously Vatican City especially is going to have that kind of openness and, and natural light stuff where you kind of can't make it too darker sure. or, you know, or any different than maybe what they, oh, the beautiful. looks that they had, yeah. but even like the, the summer home Man, and others. Yeah. I mean, it just, it seems so glossy for something that it didn't match some of the tone of the conversation. And in fact, I've, uh, the other part of the, the tone shift kind of that they play with here. I'm interested, especially you as a screenwriter, they have, to, they're playing a lot to humor especially more towards the beginning Mm -hmm. because it does get progressively more dramatic as the movie goes on. But even then they kind of have to shift between how Pope Francis is versus, you know, Benedict. And you're kind of seeing like the levity from the beginning and kind of, and then even in some of those like more fun, intimate moments, like when Benedict's playing the piano or, or when they're watching soccer or any of those type of things, but then you're in between, you're getting super serious and, and you're getting into crimes or cover ups or you're getting into philosophies about those type of things, or even, you know, what to do with the church going forward, things of that nature. So how do you think they handled the tone shifts and do you think it was seamless enough that it wasn't jarring or do you think the performances really stayed consistent enough that it wasn't a problem or how did you feel about that well you have two characters that are diametrically diametrically different right it's on purpose right exactly right. Yeah. and so when the character of prince of, of bergolia meets with pope benedict obviously they are you know they're they're their own different way and i think that the influence of bergoglio on benedict is what you see you see him kind of breaking through that wall that yeah um 
that wall of whatever conservatism conservatism yeah and uh you know just his stubborn ways that kind of stuff yeah. and how he and how he doesn't feel like the people he feels lonely even to the point when they go to when they're going to open up and all the people are out there he's like let's get some pizza no right. and they eat pizza and right. like and he and he wants let's leave we'll leave and he goes out with the people and he stops yeah. like no 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 let him he's happy yeah. let him go out like I, that I kind of that, right yeah. like that's that's Bergoglio's influence on him and yeah. i think that as a screenwriter you have that you have these two guys from two different areas two different uh, thought processes processes yeah. and they're coming together to Who's going to win out? Who's right. going to, you know, and it's just, I mean, it's cliche to say it, but like, you know, love always wins out, you know what right. I mean? Like that in, in some way. Right. So I, I think that that's a tough thing to do when you're writing because it's very tough for some writers, uh, sometimes me as well, and I, I, I hopefully don't do it often, right. is to have characters that have the same voices. Yeah. I mean, you know obviously I mean? I've, I've seen that as a note, especially on tarantino woody mm-hmm. allen like a lot of these guys who are like mostly known for writing their own screenplay oh sure and, and things like that uh you, you get that a lot yeah like five people that are talking that are the same type of person and bomb back gets that a little bit too so yeah. and and the guy wrote anthony mccartan wrote uh the theory of everything yeah and darkest hour which i really like darkest hour it, it that's more of like a just a, a, a biography okay. piece you didn't like it it was okay i, I liked it i, yeah. I enjoy I, that's another one that's almost play-like in it terms is i'm noticing a style with him and especially we uh i don't know if i said it on the mics but he he also did bohemian rhapsody yep. and and very much so that movie takes all oh, the licenses it's not interesting if he doesn't if he doesn't tell the guys before live aid I know, it's not interesting I, andrew i guess <laughs> but make it interesting work it out but Please. get it linear <laughs> but what's more important get uh, what's more important getting everything right or getting the story told and getting him back you know getting like just how great freddie mercury was yeah. you know like that i yeah. mean not that people be like oh no this happened this no go that's great but yeah. you're talking about him now. i think uh I'll just speak for myself. I think uh, I had more of a problem. You're not with speaking it. for me. No. <laughs> uh, I think I think the movie's okay. Sure. But I think uh, the problem is, is we live in an age where a I know all the sure. mistakes before I even see the movie, and then um, something like knowing the story, we know so many more things now. Like before that, and kind of like that movie would have been like, hey, this is fine. This is kind of like a fun thing. Uh, to have like kind of almost like when behind the musics came out when I was younger, I used to watch those every single week because I love to hear the stories and I find, you know, that almost had better information and more information sure. and, and more dramatic punch than something like this. But it's just, it's a different type of thing. It's, uh, it, to me, it felt like a TV movie and then all of a sudden it's up for your best picture and you're like, well, he, what, wait, what? what's going on here? Well, he deserved the Oscar. Sure. He that whole point, he, he was very good. That's what but I'm I, don't, about. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd ha- would have him. Listen, I'm gonna tell you right field, now. When, when, when the Wa- nomination, I'll agree. When Joaquin Phoenix is gonna win for Joker, that's not. A, that's not a uh, saying that Joker's a great yeah. movie. No, I know. That's saying that he's really good. In it. Right. Yeah. I actually find that, that to be a very one for one conversation. Sure. Yeah. So, but he obviously wrote that one and took a lot of license. So he, I'm seeing, you know, how he likes to take, especially notable figures. Uh, people uh, more recently obviously people in yeah. power and seeing the power struggle mm-hmm. is kind of seems like his his tip recently you gotta be you gotta put you, you gotta take lice, dramatic license yeah. with these movies because otherwise people aren't gonna wanna watch the movie and uh, you're not gonna get actors to wanna perform the roles yeah you know what I, mean? I find it interesting that he's doing it with people who are currently living and currently in the spotlight oh, probably, versus yeah. like if you're using Churchill or you're using Freddie Mercury or you're using uh Stephen Hawking, right? You know, obviously, that's a little different to kind of like play with because, especially in Stephen Hawking, you're like showing the optimistic pre, mm-hmm. you know, pre how his condition has developed. So, you know, people will let you more because it's like, oh, look at how nice this is. <laughs> look at how exciting uh, this can be and how romantic and nice. But with this movie, I, f- I find it, uh, I, if somebody came out to me and was like, you know, screw this movie because that's not how he is or how these things are or even people who you know are feel stronger about uh the situation with the catholic church in general Mm -hmm. which i don't know if you're watching this movie if you are like fuck those pedophile assholes or fuck those pedophile uh you know the sanctuary for right people turning a blind eye that kind of right yeah Yeah. right Uh, right. especially if it hits you deeper obviously i don't think you're watching this movie anyway yeah no Um, true true yeah but for people who are having kind of uh, a crisis of faith within catholicism do you think this movie helps 
like that because it's having the large conversation? Or do you think this is just an entertaining movie for people regardless of faith and and can kind of and is is bigger than just hashing out the problems of Catholicism? Yeah, no, I don't I don't think you can view this movie in term and and try to use your faith to um or have this movie justify you going back to the church or you returning right. to call Catholicism or We're losing people. Right. <laughs> it's it's two fascinating characters and it's two f- fantastic actors sit, you know on on the screen for two two hours right having you know back and forth and yeah. if if you're a fan of movies and fan of filmmaking you can't go wrong. Yeah. I, I think if you're trying to look at this movie as some kind of, uh, uh, to give you some kind of guidance in your life uh, in terms of your faith, Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you can twist it around, but I mean, uh, but I don't know. I mean, go go watch a Kirk Cameron movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think it's just a... It's yeah, just a go get left behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, like I said, it's just a fascinating movie with two really good actors. Uh, they're playing, you know, fascinating characters. Um, whether they're taking dramatic license or not, well, obviously they are. But right. it's still interesting. Like we just talked about the scene when he's going out and seeing the people, and you know, Bergoglio is telling him, "No, let him. He's happy." Like you're cheering for that. You're right. rooting for that. When you see them at the end watching the soccer game, you're right. like happy. Because, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's that, and like. Because he didn't like football, I don't watch football. I don't. I don't who watched that? Right. I want to tell you right now. Somebody needs to. Why did nobody tell me about Commissari Rex? Commissari Rex, Austrian dog. I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically Air Bud meets Law and Order. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. It's like all serious. Like he's giving high five. Yeah. I'm like yes. Why the graphics this? are so. Bad. It's okay. I want to see this. I know. Man, I thought he's like he's like oh, I like just all the time. My favorite program. I'm like you know, what? As, know what it seems like one of those shows that would be on. Packs, yes, like the, okay. that religious esque uh, network that they yeah. had going on, where it's like all touched by an angel, and then <laughs> occasionally like a normal show, yeah, like Crossing Jordan or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm I'm into that. Yeah, absolutely. Rex. absolutely. Let's let's watch that. Um, it totally makes sense. That the, he would the, like that show, of course. The other thing that uh, I liked was. Yes, we're talking about the sex scandal and and the stuff that plagued him and whether that's true or not. But that's not the reason they give in this movie why he wants to resign. It's the fact that he says that he has stopped hearing God's voice. Yeah. And I thought that was very interesting. Like, you know, he stopped hearing God's voice, but the fact that Bergoglio is there because he felt like that God was speaking, was showing him, he was talking to Bergoglio, that yeah. kind of thing. I thought that was that was really interesting. And, that, and how he said to him, he's like, I've stopped hearing him. Like, I've stopped hearing God. And it's just like... How deflating and depressing yeah. is that for someone who you have you've given your life yeah. to to God and and you are you are the vicar of Christ where you are right. supposed to be the one person that talks to God yeah. that God talks to you own, like you you, know, you represent right. everybody and you've stopped hearing His voice and like yeah. that's got to be heartbreaking yeah and I mean especially because people reach out to you because they believe you to right. be this kind of like direct source or representative right. on earth kind of a situation like the closest to Christ mm-hmm. kind of a thing or at least a representation of what that means right and the, and just just yeah. to be fair I mean yeah. whether you believe it or not. Whether you don't believe that he's that or whatever your different religion, that's fine. Right. But for him, that character in that moment, that's really sad. Yes. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not being like, oh my god, he didn't. He didn't listen to God. He didn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, for him. Yeah. It's it's that's heartbreaking. And and that's what's interesting about this movie because you, they do show glimpses of what their the the real situation is with a lot of these people. Like the I think. You know when when they were watching when uh, Francis steps out to the bar to watch a yes. soccer match and right. they say fuck that Nazi yeah, yeah. Uh, about bless the Holy Father and he's yeah. like what but he can bless himself yeah exactly uh, you know that's a real I mean for for what I'm a person who's not very religious and what I know of popes is usually very cursory but one of the things that is more known of Benedict is scandal and possible Nazi right. ties right so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I felt that, and I'm glad they kind of like they had it, yeah. somebody reference it because mm-hmm. a lot of people can say, "Should I be feeling for this guy? Yeah. Like, is there something here that like should I be upset that they're kind of humanizing a guy that maybe doesn't deserve this treatment? Did you feel that at all? No, I mean, I I, I think it just shapes how he's viewed and right. how uh, you know because. They talk about when uh, we can get to the conclave later when they first um, 
elect him, the, the Ratzinger at the time, and they elect him as Pope Benedict. Yeah. How he wants it. And they say, like, he really wants it. And everyone's voting for Bergoglio. And yeah. And he's like, I don't want it. He's like, that's why you'll be a good leader because you don't want it. Yeah. And he re- he's always glad handing it. And it's a role that he's coveted. And yeah. And which again speaks to, yeah. You know, when he's on the back end and he's not hearing God, like, he's put so much effort yeah. into being this guy guy he wants it so bad yeah Yeah. and then to have that kind of take shape this way is and to actually admit it yeah and be like just to kind of say like he could he could have just been like yeah no i'll just fake it until i die but to admit that i I he's not talking to me i I, this is what i wanted my entire life and and now he said no yeah and that that takes a lot of balls you know and that's the one thing that smartly that anthony mccartan kind of took up was that when when he left, when his reasoning wasn't usually like it wasn't really about the scandals being involved with him. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that his current health couldn't handle the onslaught of what the media coverage was for these scandals versus like kind of admitting fault and, and kind of doing those yeah. things. So this is an interesting way to kind of go, no, there's more to this story. And because people kind of believe there is more mm-hmm. to the excuse that he gave so of any place to to be able to take poetic license this is kind of it mm-hmm. and i think it works like the payoff is tremendous plus i mean all that stuff he he it doesn't really go into like why did you not do you not hear the voice of god anymore talking to you right it's probably all of that stuff combined like sure and, and he, he maybe he won't admit that right in in terms of this story but the fact that he's just not hearing him anymore is what really has kind of clued him in like he needs to he wants to go yeah yeah and now the story after after all this is said and done and and the movie has gotten very largely positive results and obviously we went over the nominations and such a lot of the nomination stuff the the conversation is turned more towards jonathan price do you, as more the, than more the, than hopkins i agree with that uh, it's his movie yeah uh, I mean, it is a two-hander, but I definitely think the it is, be, especially because you're seeing more of the flashback stuff right. towards him. You don't you're do see, any rats. It's flashbacks. his ascension. Yes. So it's kind of like one needs to kind of step aside for one to grow. It's kind of a a call calling, literally, yeah. uh, in the movie. It's, how do you feel about his performance specifically? Like, what are some things you liked about his performance? Maybe. Not more than Hopkins kids, kind of hard to like contrast and compare. But what did you think that was the best of why maybe he's getting all these accolades? Well, uh, his, I mean his performance, but yeah, just playing Francis or playing Regolia as somebody who he's he has he has a not a mission or maybe a mission or a passion for making sure that he is somebody who is living. Uh, a good life and giving back to everybody, but it's obviously tinged with why, right? And that's a a, a great deal of embarrassment to him. Yeah, and um, I thought that that was just the way he played that. Yeah, was really well done. Wanting to just basically, because Anthony Hopkins is—they're both great actors. Yeah, and Anthony Hopkins is obviously—I don't know if he's maybe a step above in terms of just presence. Right, but like. It, in the in the if you're asking me to pick in the scenes where they are together, who was more engaging? It's Bergoglia. It's it's yeah. it's Jonathan Price, and that might just be the writing. Yeah. But I also think I think Price comes off as he's very just easy going to listen yeah. to. There's a gen, there's an ease. Yeah, his with, tone is very right. like it's very comforting. Yes, and, and, his, and, he, and it's just very <laughs> it's like impressive. right, and it's it's. It's just very like you want to hey come on over and have some have something to eat and you know and hang out and he play and he's able to bring a human element to uh, an otherwise you know big figure or larger than life figure because yeah. he's a he, when you're the like I said Pope is a big a big deal yeah but he's not somebody so he, yeah exactly <laughs> and he's not somebody that you could see him like when he they show him later on like going and sitting down and eating with everybody and giving out food and like the pope's never doing that no you know pope's not doing any of that stuff no and i think that that i can believe that simply by the way that jonathan uh, jonathan price played the character right and i and he, but to be fair he's got a lot to work with yeah and i know no, it's on the yeah, page yeah and he studied 
uh, he watched YouTube videos yeah. of Francis to kind of get an idea of, and so I mean, I mean, if he was getting the nomination, yeah, I'd be, I'd be all right with that. Yeah, you know, I, I hope I hope he nabs that fifth spot. It seems like uh, you're more seeing, you know, who's really coming to the forefront now. That we've seen a lot of the nominations. It's right. kind of like, you know, Leo, Joaquin Phoenix, well, Phoenix is gonna know, get it. Uh, Edgerton might now be in the for... fourth for Rocket Man. Uh, you okay. know, obviously there's an outside shot for that, you know, at least I'm saying for a nomination, I'm not saying for winning. No, 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 I got, well, um, I, well, I think we both, I just said it, Phoenix is going to win. So just pick the four people that he's going to sure. win, man. He's going to win. <laughs> I really hope not. He's gonna. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like his performance again, but, uh, he's the flawed be- movie. No, oh no, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I mean, I know we're not here to do Joker, I know, I know. but like we yeah. can, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I hear you. Yeah. Well, I wish that was forgotten cinema, sir. Uh, It won't be forgotten. (laughs) No, it's going to be haunting my dreams for the rest of my life. Um, I don't think it's that bad, but uh, so I shouldn't be that dramatic about it. Why are you hating on it? (laughs) But Jonathan Price, I find uh, because he's more largely known as he's he's got a great reputation as this like larger figure in the acting community, but I think he's done so much more. Like he's more known in the theater circles than he mm-hmm. is in the film. Like to me, this is the best I think I've ever seen him. I mean, you know, some people will point to you know early, early stuff like Brazil, and then you know because what are you pointing to more towards the end? His Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> stuff, or or even uh, the wife last year. Uh, you know, that's obviously Glenn Close's mm-hmm. vehicle. It's it's a good performance, but it's not his movie. Mm-hmm. So. To me, do you, do you think this might be, especially even at this stage, like this is his best work? Yeah, because uh, I mean, like you, I don't know if we mentioned like the High Sparrow thing for Game of Thrones. I think that, in combination with this in the last couple of years, I think he's more notable now than ever. See, with the High Sparrow, the way he played the High Sparrow, it was uh, there was a tinge of um, arrogance. He in actually there. says he kind of not conflates the two. He said uh, before they changed the character's arc in Game of Thrones, Which he actually did, yeah. kind of like the early High Sparrow kind of has, he said a lot of elements yeah, of Pope Francis. Be, yeah, he becomes, he obviously becomes devious and, and whatnot. Yes, yeah. But in the beginning of that, he, yeah, I can see that. He's yeah, he's a like, boots on the ground, right. selfless, you know, figure in the in a kind of a religious Right, and, and, but in and when they go into Game of Thrones, it turns into like, look at me, um, look at me, I'm so poor. You right, know, like, it's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that sound. Bite. <laughs> that's what it's like. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. Worship me because I got I'm poor like yeah. you guys, right? Shame, shame. I wasn't even her body. <laughs> Not that I need that, but no. it's like that's a little phony. Hey. That's fine. It's just one of my favorite gifts. <laughs> oh, the shame Whatever. bell? Sure. The shame yeah. bell? Yeah. Gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift to all of us. Uh, it's so good. There you go. Yeah. No, Price, uh, no, he's, this is his probably, because you talk about Brazil and you talk about, Brazil's known for the filmmaking and for Terry. Yeah, Gilliam. I agree. Um, like you said, it, that was Glenn Close's movie, the, uh, what was, I, I just blanked on the name again. The Wife. The Wife. Right. Yeah. So this is his vehicle. This is his movie. Yeah. And he, and he, and he handles he it well. He doesn't have a lot of opportunities, at least in more prominent stuff. So that's why I was trying to, well, I like, didn't know if you had any association with anything else that, no, no, that no, I'm no, thinking no, of. No, but, but think of it like this. Could somebody else play this character? Like, could somebody else come in here and play that role better than he did? Well, weirdly, right, is that he got the role because he's a lookalike. He looks like him, yeah. So uh, how I guess once uh, once Francis got, you know, the job, there was <laughs> he all got the job. Yeah, he's, yeah. He won the job, but we got yeah. it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. but, once he got it though, they I guess the internet went nuts making like side by side memes of like the two saying did you know <laughs> did Jonathan, Jonathan Bryce just get Pope? What'd you but, think of the conclave? Uh, in Could, terms of like how just, they just how shot it, and how, how the procedure it, was, how, how it was put together, how they vote. I thought it was fascinating how they vote. But I they think gotta, so. They yeah, stand up and say that prayer, and they got to put it in there. And I liked. Uh, they even mentioned a story about uh, how they tried to send it up one time, and it, the wind shot it back <laughs> down, and that it was kind of like a omen, like yeah. for for how the because oh, I think maybe you, they, you're talking about when. Benedict is telling him how he yes. had a candle and the candle came back down and that told him that God it wasn't a, his prayer wasn't going to God. Oh yeah, that's because yeah, like at the that. end yeah, of the movie yeah, yeah. when because right. in the movie the, the candle goes out when they're in the room watching it, right? And uh, watching the game or something, and the, and the smoke goes up. Yes, yeah, I yeah. thought that was cool. But yeah, yeah no. I, I I was fascinated just like 
just the way the conclave works. They'll sit down yeah. and they're all just filling yeah. out cards and they're walking up and praying. Yeah, of course it has to be this procedure, of right? Course. It's always this, you know, they have a fancy place to put the votes and then it turns into, you know, bingo where it's like fancy wooden yeah, bingo balls. Like, yeah. Somebody's going to skip out on, on Oh no, I I, I put it in. Yeah. <laughs> But, See, man, I was just up there doing the prayer, and then I put the. Come on, guys, right. I voted. I voted. Right. <laughs> and every every one of them has to make a little speech when uh, you I, vote. I guess. I I think I want to take that little speech now, and then when I vote in like the Democratic primary or something, <laughs> I'm just gonna start like saying that every time I pass in the little envelope, the little folder that they make you do. I'm just gonna start doing that from now on. And then they're gonna be like, "You want a sticker? Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you have like a big gaudy sticker that I could put? Like, you know, <laughs> some red shoes. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, blue shoes, blue shoes. I don't blue want to be associated. Oh, I'm no, sorry. I'm yeah. <laughs> now I got political. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, views dropped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm plummeting. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, to me, I thought this was like Jonathan Price. I don't have many things where like the first thing that pops. He doesn't have what Anthony Hopkins has, where it's like everybody's like he's Hannibal Lecter and then he's everything else he's ever done. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan Price doesn't have that for me. And to me. I wonder if this, especially if he does get the nomination, kind of puts him out there more. Well, I mean, he's like 70. I know. This is what I'm What's saying. He but he's, he's like he's, I said, he's, he's done the- John Wick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want, yeah. I want him to be. Yeah. He can be. He can be a good arch villain. I think. <laughs> I think so. John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, death, they cross my door. <laughs> and it starts grappling with him. I'd love it. <laughs> It couldn't be a knife. Listen, we just did the Irishman where De Niro's doing a stomping scene right out in the And we all talked public. about you all I talked know. about you hated it. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Do a whole freaking movie about it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so any other further thoughts? Cause uh, you know, I figure we'll start wrapping this up. But I you know, overall for me, uh I watched it, I enjoyed it, uh I watched it a second time, it still held up. Uh, a lot of the conversations, a lot of the the impact that I think that it it wanted and and it really nailed. Even though you know, obviously later research might fail me sure. for some of those moments in the future. I think for what it is before you ruin things for yourself, um, <laughs> that it, it is it it is a successful movie. That all the drama and all the things that they did to try to humanize and and give some depth to these characters. That it wasn't just a philosophical text because for a while there I thought maybe that's what this is going to be. And I was enjoying those moments too, but I think once they really starts to dig deeper and, and use some of those conversations and, and, you know, broaden them Mm -hmm. later uh, with the backstories of these people or even the, the current issues with Benedict and, and his sad story. For how much you want to, it is. It's. Sorry, I don't want to laugh because it's just like sad story. Yes, it's, I, I had no other words. Uh, my kid got me up at four in the morning, so my oh. brain is fried. Uh, no one cares, Andrew. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you chose to have children. Hey, no one cares about Benedict. That fucking <laughs> Nazi. No, Jesus. That's all I want. That's gonna get cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Michael Field saying. Whoa. <laughs> Whatever. God bless you. Yeah. God bless you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I think All, at the entire day, like especially because like uh, whenever he calls him Il Papa, oh, like yeah. I always have that thing that like especially when Pope Francis got what chosen, say chosen, sure, yeah, uh, elected as Pope, elected. Sure. Well, he's yeah. elected. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. Um, the, the, a lot of like the internet did that, like the the Biggie Smalls. I love it when you call me Il Papa. <laughs> thing, that like that is stuck in my head. Like, <laughs> and I also wrote down like all these like. Pope things like because uh, I'm sure like these headliner writers like love using Pope stuff because there's so many things that you could do to make like these fun especially like New York Post right. Daily News type headlines uh, that you know it's so easy to do so I was like you know uh, I was gonna ask you whether you're a Pope fiend or a popeless romantic <laughs> I had all these things in my head I'm like wasting my time all day I'm like I should be doing research so I'm just gonna do fun ways to say Pope in a different <laughs> and my my 
other idea was uh, to have the the Star Wars crawl, but do it for like New Hope, but do two popes, nice. and then just do it where it's nice. explaining and then it trickles off. I, I have a lot of good. You ideas. gonna do that video? So, you gonna yeah, do that video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I at least want to make like maybe I was thinking a magnet where I could do like a Photoshop okay, thing okay. and have a big okay. thing. Okay, all right, all right. And then uh, I definitely want to take maybe the Anthony Hopkins because especially the way his eye looks Jeez. in this. You really that, hung like, up on this eye. I just imagine you like yeah. cl- clicking down and like, all right, let's watch the two poops. Holy <laughs> shit, look at that eye. <laughs> Honey, get in here. <laughs> he's cut me rock. Oh my God, I can't watch this movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got like that kind of the same eye that uh, Biggie Smalls had. So like the Big Papa, <laughs> Il Papa thing. I think, I I think you're on a picture of Anthony Hopkins <laughs> with that crown, like the famous Biggie with the crown right, 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 uh, right. painting or whatever, and just make it Anthony Hopkins. I think you're, I think you're on to something here. Yeah, but. I know. <laughs> the t-shirts are being printed. <laughs> But this was a lot of fun, man. Oh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, and obviously, uh, I have a lot of fun when I'm on your podcast as well. Right. Got in cinema. Uh, so tell people where they can uh, join in on the fun. And uh, You know, why Why haven't you, you been there, people? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's this five times. I'm going to go back to promoting your shit. <laughs> yeah, so we have a podcast I do with a friend of mine, uh, Michael Butler. And uh, we it's called Forgotten Cinema. We talk about movies that basically people don't talk about a lot anymore. Um, you might have you might have seen them at one point, and you're like, "Oh, this movie's great." But then, like four or five years later, you're just like, oh, "Man, I, remember that movie? How come we don't ever yeah. you know sh- shoot the shit about it?" So we do. We talk about those movies. So we just came out with one called Sing Street, uh, which is a 2016 musical that was from Ireland. Yeah. Uh, we've done movies like Near Dark. Uh, Sugarland Express. Uh, I'm about to record one for season four for uh, Three Days of the Condor. So we kind of love that movie. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we kind of span, and Mike's never seen it. We Ooh. kind of span the uh, decades. We try to spread it out. Yeah. So we try to do new, but we just, and we just break down the movie, talk about, you know, who made it, who's behind it, some facts about it, uh, our viewing points. We try not to make, we try not to get too opinionated we we, right. we do we love we, we basically like movies in general yeah. but we just like talking about movies and that's where kind of the genesis of the show came from and and we try to be um you know honest and and i don't know just genuine i guess i guess yeah. genuine again uh but it's me and like i said mike butler and uh yeah we it's every wednesday is an episode you can catch it on forgotten cinema podcast.com uh you can email us at forgotten cinema pod at gmail.com if you like the show and you want to suggest also we're all over the place we're on twitter instagram facebook um and obviously all the podcast sites that you're on yeah. Apple yeah. Podcast, Spotify, right. Stitcher, all that stuff we yeah. whore ourselves out like big time oh yeah, that's <laughs> what you gotta do man right, well yeah, and, yeah true and check uh, if uh, we didn't mention it before, obviously uh, I was on the Burn yes. After Reading episode that's so, right, we did know, Burn After Reading with you if you want to start with the best episode they've Whoa, ever done you can let's, do that let's then, slow uh, down, <laughs> let's slow down hey man, I only take what I work with <laughs> appearances yeah. can be deceptive <laughs> <laughs> And this is a crucifixion <laughs> right now. Yes, you actually should watch the video. We did a commercial with Andrew for that yeah. show. We do a lot of we try to do a lot of commercials. We actually just shot one for Sing Street where Butler's singing. Oh. So yeah. I gotta record. I gotta edit. Have you that. done one in a while? No, because of the holiday, it was yeah, really tough okay. to just get together. And yeah. we, we both work at a movie theater, if people don't know that, and we get basically slammed yeah. uh, with we're just too busy and we're like yeah. exhausted. So we didn't do one for the the Christmas one, which yeah, is I would have liked man. to see a family. Yeah, man. we had a good idea, but we were we were gonna do a. It wasn't for it wasn't for Family Man, but we were gonna do like an album, one of those old uh, '80s <laughs> album yeah. things. But it was gonna be our episodes, and it was gonna be right. us in like Christmas sweaters, and like we we're gonna do, we'll probably do it for next year. Right, yeah. So no, so we got to get back in the swing of doing the commercials, but uh, right. yeah, so yeah, I know we 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 kind of like, damn it, we want to do one. Yeah. I know. So do you have anything coming up? I know you said Sing Street, but anything uh, uh, that you're, you're that, excited? I know you guys usually have uh, some stuff in the can. Like in the next couple of weeks? Yeah. Well, if you just allow me to look and see uh, what I can yeah, we Okay, it. yeah. So we did. We, Sing Street came out this past Wednesday, which I don't know when this is coming out. When is this coming out? Uh, I think I'm going to move it up to Monday because the Oscar nomination. Okay. So then after Monday, that Wednesday, we're gonna be, we'll have the conversation, which is uh, with Gene Hackman, the Francis Ford Coppola movie. Man. <laughs> and then after that, that we, we did Tomorrowland, which which is a movie that I really like. That's a movie I've been wanting to watch. That's Clooney, right? Yes. That's, uh, yeah. 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 You I should really watch it. It's watch really good. It, it seems fun. It seems Spielbergian. It is. And I yeah. make the comment in the episode, and I, I say it everywhere, that if this movie came out 20, 30 years ago, you yeah. would be like, oh, this movie's fantastic. Absolutely. That's what it feels like. And I we did We did New Jack City as well. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that New Jack swing. So basically the whole episode, we're just yelling CMB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> if it's as much fun as your house party episode. Oh, uh, yeah. We try. We yeah, try. Exactly. You know. 
<laughs> well, that's good stuff, man. So everybody, go out and uh, check those out and subscribe and and anything. Uh, just bow down to the awesomeness. Oh, of, uh, thanks, man. And listen, I'll be back six timer club. But once yeah, I know yeah. you're gonna start getting more five timers, <laughs> but I wanna I wanna keep ascending. Yeah, I think uh, maybe uh, Mel is the only other like, or Mel and Chad are now four timers. Nice, I think. nice. So, listen, uh, when they get yeah. to five, you know, we'll <laughs> hang out. We'll hang out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Sky Miles like place, like this little Sky Lounge. Like there's a little five timer well, well, lounge. I think what yeah. should happen is that you should just have an episode without you and it's just <laughs> us it's just the five timers just talking about a movie I enjoy it <laughs> well I mean you could you be here no no, no no you could be here to do all the board work and then the yeah. editing but we're just gonna we're the talent yeah. listen when you're a five timer you're here for a reason yeah <laughs> perfect <laughs> alright well thanks for doing this man I appreciate it anytime man 